listening to From the Friars podcast, the community of Franciscan Friars of the Renewal, headquartered in the Bronx, New York City. My brothers and sisters, may the Lord give you his peace. Amen. Um, we have a special honor today. Um, we have a young lady from the parish who's receiving her first Holy Communion at this Mass. So you may have noticed... Beautiful Hannah is here. She processed with us. Her brother Jonah did the first reading. Thank you for doing the readings very nicely. So um, our prayers go with you. And it, it is so beautiful to be at a Mass for First Holy Communion. And the, the young ladies are dressed like a bride on her wedding day. How appropriate. You know, it, uh, she witnesses to us the, the spiritual meaning of what we do at every Mass when we receive Jesus in Holy Communion. And uh, so our prayers go with you. I told her on this, this is such a special day, like anything you pray for to the Lord, it, he always listens to you on the day of your first Holy Communion. So very special to be here together. And uh, the readings today, um, just because it's the readings for today, do have the theme of the Eucharist, right? Jesus in John chapter six has been giving us teachings about the bread of life and that his blood, body and blood, his flesh and his blood are true food and drink for our spiritual journey, like the manna that came down from heaven as the Jews of old journeyed through the desert on the way to the promised land. So Jesus takes all of those stories and shows that he himself is the fulfillment of all of these things we read about in salvation history. How beautiful. Even the, the first reading from the prophet Elijah, he has the angel come to him to feed him the holy bread and the jug of water as he journeys to the mountain of God. Again, um, kind of pointing to us really um, as a metaphor for what this life is. You know, that this life, the, the way we understand the meaning of our lives is that we are on a journey. We're on a pilgrimage, a sacred journey. We're going um, through this desert and um, on our way to our true home, on our way to heaven, on our way to the house of God our Father. And on this journey that is life, the Lord feeds us his body and blood. He feeds us with the bread of life. He feeds us with his very self to strengthen us. Did you catch what the angel said to Elijah in the first reading? Eat and drink lest you will not have the strength for the journey. What a great commentary on what, how important it is to come to Mass to you know, receive Jesus through his word, right? The liturgy of the word, the readings from the Bible, but then to receive Jesus, the word made flesh in the Eucharist, the bread of life, so that we would have strength for this journey that we're on. And, um, you know, it is kind of interesting that um, this theme, there are themes that kind of are like a thread that goes through the entire Bible. And there is a theme of this eating, eating and drinking, and um, that theme starts with our very first grandparents, Adam and Eve. Remember, they're in the garden, and they had this uh, commandment from God. They could eat anything in the garden except for the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And um, they uh, committed that original sin, which is kind of presented to us in the story there as uh, being tricked by the serpent and eating the forbidden fruit. And um, then the leaving of the garden. And then uh, the redemption will be the returning to the garden and uh, the cross of Jesus will be the new tree of life. And the fruit that grows on that tree is the flesh of Jesus, which we receive in the Eucharist. So there's this kind of theme of eating. 
And um, whenever I give First Holy Communion to anyone, obviously we pray for them. But I also want to share with you the experience of a priest when you give someone their last Holy Communion. You know, sometimes if somebody's on their deathbed, it's known as viaticum, the, the, uh, the bread that you take on the way, via the way, take home with you, take with you on the way, that last communion when you receive Jesus as you're getting ready to cross that threshold to eternal life. And um, if you think of this life as a, as a journey, and you think of the metaphor of like the, the pilgrimage to the Holy Land is, is the metaphor and um, for you could almost see that every, every communion you, re, you receive in your life is like a new step in that journey. It's, it's, a, it's a, a way you could understand this life that you, as you receive Jesus in communion at every mass, you know, there's an interior journey of the heart that we become more and more like him. We become filled with his grace. We receive his grace. And wouldn't you know the name Hannah is the Hebrew word for grace. That's what your name means. Hannah is grace. It's also Jesus' grandmother, Anne, right? The mother of the Virgin Mary, her name was Hannah. So a beautiful name that has deep meaning for us. Um, so I'm going to tell you two stories where the Lord taught me about the spirituality of eating and drinking and kind of what that could mean, God bless you, for our spiritual life. Um, so, again, if you, we remember that in the entire Bible, there is a theme of the eating and drinking as uh, strength and sustenance for the journey. Um, I have two stories about Polish families. Are there any Polish people here? Okay. So, I remember when I was a young man, and I had had a big conversion my freshman year of college. I'd had an encounter with Jesus and the Holy Spirit. And um, I had been studying guitar and music engineering, and uh, the Lord kind of invited me to let all of that go. And I took a year off to discern and think, where, you know, where am I supposed to go? And during that year off, I had encountered some friends uh, in this area where I lived in Indiana. There were some, these guys who were really, really devout, and I kind of became friends with them. We would get together to pray, and we would get together to study the Bible, you know, God's Word. And um, one of the, the, these friends of mine was a Polish-American couple, um, a little family, and uh, it was Michael and Janet. And they had a couple of little children. They were really, really, really poor, but they were also very fervent in their faith and just beautiful memories of praying with them and having holy conversations about our spiritual life and about you know, trying to follow Jesus. And uh, I'll never forget one day I was at their house and they, um, they were so poor that they um, didn't have much food. And so we were there and for dinner, we were having bologna sandwiches. It's not really a feast, you know, bologna sandwiches. And I'll never forget the, um, the children had eaten their, um, their sandwiches. And as we were you know, talking, the, uh, the children had made the comment, Daddy, I'm still hungry. And I saw my friend Michael, the father of this family, cut his bologna sandwich in two and give it to his children. And he fasted. He did not eat at that meal. And it was the first time I ever saw something like that. And it really taught me, it really spoke to me of the, the love of God our Father. The love of, of Jesus who, who gives to the children 
even at the point of self-sacrifice, even at the point of, of um, denying oneself as an expression of love. Isn't that beautiful? How that, that story like reveals to us something of Jesus' disposition. And he's giving this discourse about the bread of life. And then at the Last Supper, when he gives us the Holy Mass, he gives us himself. And um, as, a, as a point from that story, I want to encourage all of us Um, Very seldom, maybe, to the priest do we talk about the spiritual practice of fasting. But, you know, as Adam and Eve refrained from fasting when they took the forbidden fruit to eat, I do think that one of the practices that we really should cultivate, not just during Lent, but in in our our regular walk, our regular spiritual life, there is something, there is a spiritual power to the practice of fasting. Now, I know we all have different bodies and we all have different medical needs. So when I talk about fasting, I wanna encourage us according to what you can do. Sometimes maybe the Lord invites us to fast from maybe the media, from television, the internet, our phones, the, you know, uh, fasting from the noise and distractions of our culture for the sake of being more open to hearing and receiving him and his word. But uh, this gift of fasting that uh, is deeply biblical is a a practice which I highly encourage all of us. You know, there is the hour fast before receiving communion, which is a a little bit of a spiritual practice to, to kind of remind us that what we're about to do at Mass is very special, very holy, and it has a, a great meaning. So the, um, the practice of fasting you know, according to how the Holy Spirit inspires you and according to what you're able to do, um, let me encourage us to connect that to our spirituality, especially receiving Jesus in the Eucharist, but also uh, receiving him in the word. We'll be taking a day to take a break from all the distractions and read the Bible a little more or the, our prayer or the rosary or, you know, so it's saying no to one thing for the sake of saying yes to another. And then my second story was also a Polish family. I was a Franciscan friar. I was a brother here in New York, and I had made many friends with people from all kinds of cultures. And um, there's a, a family that I'm really close with. They live in Queens. They're actually from Poland, but they moved here to America. They're the Kokoszynski family, which is a really wonderful name. And uh, all my Polish words that I know, I learned from them. And uh, so I'm kind of fluent in Polish if you want to talk about food. <laughs> you know, like bon appetit, smacznego, and all those guampi and punchki and... Okay. So this family is really devout Catholic family from Poland. <clears throat> and one night they invited the brothers to come over to their house for a dinner. So we get there, I don't know, five, six o'clock in the evening. And there's mom and dad and they've got a few kids and then the grandma is there as well. And uh, we go into their apartment and it became clear that the mother and the grandmother had been preparing for this dinner for at least a week. I mean, the the amazing spread of all kinds of different, it was a little overwhelming. So we're there, you know, they had the gift of hospitality. You could tell that they were just so happy that the friars were there. And you know how like sometimes there's the spirituality of a mother is to feed, right? You know, God, you know, comes to us through that and so we're having this and then there's another course and then another course and there's you know vegetables and different types of meat and we're learning about what what it's called and like what it was and so much care and love went into preparing this meal well 
at some point I start to get a little nervous because like, here comes another course, here comes another course, here, you know, and it was like this overwhelming abundance until, and I'm a little embarrassed to admit this publicly, at one in the morning, we were like, we gotta go. <laughs> we gotta get out of here. And the mother was so upset, there's still more, you know? And so as we were leaving the apartment, going to our van parked on the street, this lady is following us with like plates full of fruit. Like you didn't have the fruit yet, you know? And it was just like, oh, I could barely move. I was so full. And, that, and anyways, that, that story as well, um, I think speaks to us something about the nature of God, that God is a good father and he loves us and he provides over abundantly. You know, the, the, if you look at creation, it tells us something about the creator and um, God's love in, in what he wants to provide for us is an overabundance of grace. Give us this day our daily bread. You know, the Lord wants to provide for our needs. And um, we look at creation, the, the variety. If you just go to like a supermarket and uh, it's just overwhelming to see all the vegetables and the fruits and the different types of meat and what God has provided for us, is, it's just overwhelming to see his abundance, the generosity of God's heart. You know, that he, he is there wanting to bless us, wanting to help us, wanting to give us the graces we need. God is not stingy with his grace. Like that wine at the wedding of Cana, right? It was, oh, the, the amount was overflowing. And it says that in the Bible that when the Messiah comes, he will provide a banquet overflowing with abundance with everything that we need. So brothers and sisters, let us give thanks to the Lord for his care and his love for us. The things that we experience in this life that they teach us about the interior life, about the spiritual realities, that the Lord wants to give us what we need to strengthen us for this journey, to strengthen us that we may make our way through this life as we uh, prepare ourselves to enter our heavenly homeland in heaven. And for all of this, we give thanks. Amen. You've been listening to From the Friars podcast, the community of Franciscan Friars, The Renewal. Please visit us at franciscanfriars.com or on social media, CFR underscore Franciscans. Mm-hmm.